you pop music super fans with the state of pop music right now? I literally in my sleep paralysis sometimes see James Charles doing the renegade dance. This is Pop Corner, a podcast by the kids at Project U. Yeah, welcome to um, episode seven. Welcome back by popular demand. I We had one tweet last night asking if there would be an episode today. <laughs> so I'm saying popular demand. Uh, Nick Kelly, Nathan and Grace Guard. Yeah, seven episodes in the new uh, new edition. Absolutely. Ooh. Very quick, it's run. Um, but yeah, good wow. to be here wrapping up everything in pop this week. Um, the return of an old favourite. Uh, we will do a Zara Larson update shortly. So exciting. So exciting. Uh, also going to check out the new album for Chloe and Halle, which all the gays are talking about. So obviously we have to. It's important that we reflect it. Plus, um, chart, well, that only goes for 56 seconds. So that's good. Uh, plus, we will do chart box. Look at what's happening in the charts. But first, mm-hmm. we kick off with um, our three favourite songs of the week. And um, I like to be a martyr in these situations and let my very good friends here on the podcast go first. Um, so um, I, I just, my thing is, I think, Grace, yours is probably a little bit too controversial to be the first pick of the podcast. Um, that's a little teaser for you. So... Our very good friend Nathan, who are you bringing to the show this week? Well, I spoke on our last episode about my love for the uh, Ingrosso family <laughs> over in Sweden. And this week, Benjamin has released his new single. It's called Shampoo. And it's just this extremely delightful song about him getting ready to have um, a girl over for a date. Ooh! Ooh. Nathan, because I assume every person you bring to the podcast is a gay man. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the shampoo is on a, shampoo. Yeah, special occasions. It's going all out. <laughs> I tell you what, if I don't think I've ever had a man wash his hair for actually, not that I know of. I don't think I've ever had a man wash his hair for me to come over. But that's maybe that's. Don't people just I've wash their the hair normally? Like. Isn't that a regular yes. thing? How but re- I don't think they've specially done that. Uh, oh, she's got horns. Um, how just, regularly yeah, do you so two fun. wash like your this. hair? Like, like, how do you regularly do the, do the full <sighs> shampoo conditioner situation? I Twice am really maybe. bad because I really, really hate having greasy hair. So if I had it my way, I would wash my hair every single night. And yeah. often I go through periods where I do wash it every single night. But I'm trying to train myself into doing it every second night now, yeah. which is a big deal for me. That's brave. Still I'm not I'm great you. for your hair, but um, thanks so much. I used that. to be an every shower person. Like, it just felt like part of the routine of having a shower, washing your hair. Yeah. But I, you're right. Like, I had to train myself out of that. And my hair is so much healthier now. Well, that Also, I'm not bleaching it blonde every two months and putting Hey, we've got quite a lot of hair at the moment. I, my hair is so gorgeous at the moment. Um, thank you to Ash London for giving me some curl serum um, about six months ago. That is just like, it's just like changed my life. It's so beautiful. Um, but I haven't had a proper haircut in like six months. I need to take it to the hairdresser. Anyway, we're a music podcast, not a hairdressing podcast. Um, this is a great song. It's got like a, yeah, it's got like a Latin flavour to it. A bit like the Jonas Brothers X. Featuring Carol G. I don't know that one. That's actually pretty good. Do you want to hear some of it? No. Not particularly. (laughs) 
that's Benjamin Ingrosso shampoo. We like that. Uh, quick, quick memory refresh on the Ingrosso family because it's obviously Benjamin, the Sebastian, the one from Swedish House Mafia. Who who else is in the Ingrosso family? There's a lot of Axwell. I think, I think the rest of them are just kind of locally famous in <laughs> Swedish locals. Ax- Did I make up an Axwell Ingrosso? No, Axwell Ingrosso was the name of Sebastian's uh, group with Axwell. It was just called Axwell, like, slash Ingrosso. So I get what you mean. Right. But Axwell wasn't a member of the Ingrosso family. Okay, so his mum was a singer. And... Hang on. Where is his personal life? All right. So... Interlude music while we find out the extremely, extremely confusingly worded sentence. Okay, dad's a restaurant owner and a dancer, and mum's a singer. Um, There's range to the Ingrosso. His cousin is Sebastian. He's of Italian descent. How exciting. Um, Oliver is also a DJ. And who's Bianca? I think she's a model. (laughs) They're just like. Very talented family. She's a blogger and social influencer. Of course she is. Look, they're just. They're like the the Kardashians of Sweden. Yeah. No, that's the Parnovic family. Yeah, I was just going (laughs) to say. They're very similar, I think. Peg! I saw Peg's name pop up this week. I think she's doing um, some kind of television performance over in Sweden. They all do television performances because they support local pop music in that country. I know it's very uh, we love confusing. To we love to see it. <laughs> we don't really relate to that here. <laughs> all right, that's Shampoo from Benjamin Ingrosso. Shampoo. This is Pop Corner, a podcast by the kids at Project U. Speaking of Australian pop music... We have a banger on our own shores. So for anyone who might not be familiar, Daryl Braithwaite is the creator of this song. Australian Bogan Anthem. Yes, a wildly popular song that's kind of had a bit of a resurgence as a bit of a meme song. But he's released another song. What? I know. Nathan's face right now. (laughs) So this is his first song since 2017. And what's fun about this song is that it was originally written for Ms. Pink. (laughs) (laughs) Have you got the quote in front of you from the press release? It's so funny. I don't have it. No, I don't have it in front of me. It's something along the lines of... Um, I got sent this song by my old ban- manager from when I was in the band Sherbet, because Daryl was in a band called Sherbet. Mm. Got sent it to see if Daryl could send it directly to Pink. And then Daryl <laughs> sent it to Pink's manager and was told Pink is not recording music at the moment and it's probably not suited for her. And then Daryl was like, good, I'll do it myself. And it's an absolute slapper. It's brilliant. It's very good. And this man is 71. I know! Like, does this sound like a 71-year-old man singing? He uh, he did not have to snap like this. <laughs> the hook is phenomenal. I'm really glad you had that quote in, in front of you, Nick, because I have spent the last week racking my brains of how something went from Pink to Daryl Braithwaite. Like, who were the people? Were there people in between that? Like, did they really drop before they got I'm to Daryl? I'm going to get the exact wording up. 
It was sent to be me by an old friend of mine, Daryl explains. He wanted to know if I could forward it to my friend, ex-Sherbet manager Roger Davies. He wanted to see if Pink would like it. I had it for two days and thought, my God, this sounds right up Pink's alley. I sent it to Roger on my phone and didn't hear back. Weeks turned into a couple of months and eventually we had lunch together. I asked what he thought of the song and he said he'd never received it. I had started playing it with my band, so just jumping the gun, and the reaction it got from audiences was really good. People at the gigs felt like they knew it by the second chorus. Roger finally got to hear it and said, it suits you more than Pink and she's not recording at the moment. I was relieved, so we went and recorded it. Wait, sorry. Daryl was sent a song being like, can you forward this to Pink? And he went, yeah, no worries, but then continued to play it at live gigs, even though it was a... That's the situation. Is um, that legal? I don't think so. It's written by a really good writer called Michael Fatkin, um, who's done like a bunch of like super good modern Oz pop stuff recently, and a couple of really good international cuts as well. Um, very talented guy, and yeah, like it's just very fucking good, and it's cool, and it's, it's like incredible, and it's not a meme. It's just an actual slapper of a pop song, and I hope it does well um, because we need more seventy-one-year-old white men in the charts and after the precedent set by Captain Tom Moore in the UK charts mere weeks ago. <laughs> nah, she's a slapper. Well done to Daryl and good on you for bringing it to the table. I admire your bravery there, Gigi. It's good. Thank you so much. Pop Corner, a podcast by Project U. So, this is a kid from Melbourne called Will Hyde. Um, extremely cool song called Easy For You. He was in a group called Side that were like a DJ kind of duo. They had some like half decent success for a little while. Um, and then he split from that and he's become this like full soft boy pop star situation. Um, he's super duper likeable. You only love me when it's easy for you. Reminds me of. I don't think he reminds me of anyone in particular. I think he reminds me of a lot of people. It does have a kind of familiarity because it's that kind of nice soft music that, like, there's a lot of at the moment. It's not 100% my cup of tea, but I think it's nice. I really like it. She's cute and she goes for two minutes 16. Watch, we stand. Everyone is just so afraid to cross that three minute mark. Absolutely. I like three and a half minutes. Minutes and that's the ideal song length. Yeah. Um, I would think we were discussing before the podcast whether to play one song or another. So I think we'll give a quick shout out to this one as well. Another rather good Australian song. This is George Alice, um, who's 17. This is her second song ever. And it's super cute. got head bops going on across the podcast. This is good. Um, so yeah, that's a really fun song. Couple of good Australian hits this week, which we like to see. And well done again to Daryl. The hit of the century. Move over, Chromatica. Shot watch. He really, he really saw Elton John pop up on side from above. Just <laughs> like, hold on. Hold Have you guys beer. heard the um, the Elton song that came out on Friday with Surfaces? I skipped through. No. It. I heard nothing of note and skipped past. <laughs> 
Elton John just made a really big deal about going on his final, final farewell tour, and here he is releasing new music. Like once a week. He's it's going insane. on like a two-year farewell tour so he could spend more time with his kids. They're really cute. Have you seen the photos of them in Australia? Like seeing no, the harbour. Oh, it's so sweet. I didn't even know he had kids. Um, yeah. I, I didn't know. I don't keep tabs on Elton John's life. I haven't even watched have Rocket not, Man. Have, oh my god, Rocket Man is oh, the greatest movie ever made. I might watch Rocket Man when I go off grid this week. Yes, please um, watch Rocket Man. And then Man. tweet about it's so it. Good. It's so <laughs> and good. And then tweet coming back on grid to let you all know I watch Rocket Man and it's great. Let them keep you down. Um, I'll play a little bit of the Elton John song whilst we're talking about him. So this is with Surfaces, who had that massive song Sunday Best, um, who I really oh, like. They can't be basically said, I heard this record when I was in Australia. I heard it on the radio, Sunday Best. I really liked it. Um, We've been playing it. So this is the new song with Elton. It's called Learn to Fly. Wrote it over Zoom a while ago. Elton's coming up. Don't you stress, sir. Hang on one second. So can I just point out Nathan's holding up a Blu-ray of Rocket Man? <laughs> Why do you have a Blu-ray? Do you even have a Blu-ray player? Of course I do. The Rocket Stan is built into the PlayStation 4, love. (laughs) (laughs) I never want to hear PlayStation 4 and love in the same phrasing. Okay, here's Elton's bit. Have a listen to how, like, third grade these lyrics are. It's phenomenal. Sometimes it gets difficult when everything's the same. Everything's the same. Toss and turn, push and pull. You don't know who to blame. There is always something to hold on to in your life. Just keep that head up, don't you worry. It will be alright. Actually, here for an Elton resurgence. Yeah. He's got his finger on the pulse. Like about three months ago, he heard Benny super lonely and was like, "That's a smash record. That's a, that's an absolute smash record." I think he's just on TikTok and doesn't want to admit it. <laughs> well, like Elton's thing, like he does his weekly radio show on Beats One, and it's always like it's not just like people telling him songs are good. He has like genuine passion for all these like brand new songs and brand new artists that he plays. Um, so he's clearly very tapped in, especially for. His, uh, his vintage and yeah I'm definitely here for an Elton Resurgence but such an inspiration for you as your uh, age continues to rise shut up 25 next month fuck me dead uh, unfortunately Elton is not the number one song on the charts because he has had to make way for the reigning princess of pop Ricky Lee living a best <laughs> led to her being number one on iTunes. That is truly incredible. I think it was her doing the those concerts where she sang her best songs plus <laughs> the best songs from the Shallow soundtrack. Do you know how upset I am <laughs> that I did not go? A Star is Born. I'm trying I to remember why I, why I didn't go. I think I didn't go. We, I, we fully intended to. 
Why didn't I go? Was I having a depressive episode? I live episode? in Tasmania. That's my excuse. I was either I having know. a depressive episode or I was physically unwell. There was a reason. Probably a I, depressive episode. I never no. had a ticket, but I did really want to go. But no, she said that she was inspired by how everyone in the state theatre was up and dancing, which is usually a very conservative crowd. And she thought, it's time. I need to make some more dance music. Love this so much. Um, written with a couple of young young punks with... um. A great writer called Geneva, another one called Ava Hayes, who's from um, the, this podcast's Genesis area, the Central Coast. And it's just three minutes this song of fun. Is so good. It's great. It's, it's great. one of my favourite Australian pop songs that's come out in the last year, maybe. That's a big call. That's a very wow. big call. Let's get the chorus on. I love that this part, this particular chorus, but all the vocals are pitched down. Like there's no lead vocal. Um, this morning they announced that the nightclubs are reopening in August, and like I don't, I don't like nightclubs, but I just want to go to the nightclub to dance to this, this yes. song and this song, and also chromatic and stuff. I haven't been to Stonewall in so long. This would just be perfect. Imagine so a socially distant Stonewall. <laughs> One person in the cage at a time, please. <laughs> <laughs> Truly cannot imagine. The bears will not be happy. It looks so proceeding. sad. Bears don't like distance. Um, all right, so that's number one at the moment, but very close behind it, and I'm not mad about it. This song called Breaking Me by Topic. Mm. Not bad at all. For a kind of no-name producer, no-name feature. Topic only really had one other big song, which I, none of us could remember. Um, no, I, I know that I know it, but what was it again? It's called Home. Um, sounded a bit like this. Totally not a big deal. Like, no one really gave a shit. Um, but this Breaking Me song is good. Like, at least I it's hate got a- this trend. I hate it. That Why Ride It song it? is so annoying. No. I, I think as long as it's a da- like a like a house song with a top line, I like it. I don't mind this, but I know that... The more every time a song like this comes out, I'll hate it a little bit more. Yeah. Just because it'll completely saturate the sound of everything. Mm, it's kind I of already, it kind of already is. Like, it's just kind of this yeah, and true. TikTok songs and, like, hard rap at the moment. Yeah, I, I don't, get you. I don't love it, but and at least Rain On Me came in and <laughs> became number one. And last night. And... It's not all bad. There's a few glimmer, <laughs> glimmering hopes. Um, there's another weird... Yeah, I did... You go. I was going to say, I did think of um, bringing Babylon to the podcast for a second week, but... I, I wouldn't have been mad. I'd prefer to make some room for Daryl Braithwaite. Thank you very much. Daryl is serving at Ancient City style. <laughs> That's the headline of the po- of the podcast this week. <laughs> Daryl serves at Ancient City style. <laughs> um, there's only one other tiny thing I want to check on the charts. Poppy, the the uh, Poppy, the the robot the girl kind person. of person. Yeah, she's YouTuber. done a cover of Tattoos. All the things she said for Pride Month, and it's number twenty four. 
that like weren't tattoo fake lesbians and super homophobic. Yeah, there's a that, lengthy story. That, I know that um, tattoo is <laughs> huge with the lesbians. My girlfriend spent most of high school as like a very active member of a tattoo forum. Um, which makes a lot of sense if you know my girlfriend. Um, Remember that time we sat in your um, your girlfriend's old um, backyard and one of her friends was listening to a remix of all yes. the things she said that just said the words, all the things she said, 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 over she and said, over for about the, 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, she was like, no, but it, she fully like stopped down and was like, you need to listen to this. I've just gotten back from Berlin. It's huge over there. And really like made a point of being like, this is incredible. And we were all just like looking at each other being like, this is the worst thing ever. So yeah, I don't know why it's trending. I don't know why it's going too well. Poppy doesn't usually chart anyway. This is weird because it it doesn't... She hasn't done anything. It just sounds like karaoke. Literally. It's identical with a slightly different vocal. Like a slightly harsher, you know, version. It's like a bit of, you know, rocky stuff going on as well, which we, you know, don't like. Um, But yeah, that's the charts. Now it's time to do something we haven't done in about three years. What's this? Hello, it's me, everybody. I am eating salmon. Sarah Larson update. I'm excited about this. Oh, she's back. Love it. So good. Now, Zara's been doing a lot of yelling at men on the internet recently, which we absolutely stand. But also something else, Grace. Yeah, she announced yesterday, I believe, 12 hours ago this Instagram was posted. She just tweeted July 10, which, um, of course, is Nick's birthday. So I sent that to Nick and I said, happy birthday. Something's happening July 10. Nick then ignored that message and then 40 minutes later tweeted happy birthday to me and quote retweeted the Zara Larson thing so and that's alright whatever anyway she's out. now <laughs> yes for not replying to my message but then tweeting about it um, Zara Larson has posted on Instagram a beautiful picture of her she looks like she's standing in a a playground or some scaffolding and uh, it has the caption love me land is out July 10th so Zara Larson coming back uh, it's been a while since you've had some Zara Larson music. All the time was so underrated. Ruin My Life was the best pop song of that year and it was so underrated. The one she released. You know what Zara Larson song that I really like? Go on. Funeral. Funeral. Really? Funeral. Mm. That album has some things that I thought were really quite boring, but just have like 500 million yes. streams on Spotify. Yeah, it was a it was a weird album because I love Zara and I feel like I love everything she does, but there were moments I didn't love on that album, and then there were some that I really liked. So it was a bit of a mixed bag. But I have high I'd hopes. Like another one. I'm just looking through the Zara discog on the system here. Just some slappers, all all round slaps everywhere. Um, so yes, July 10. Can we talk about the title of that track? That or, or what we're presuming is a track. So is it like Love Me Land and that she's creating a new world similar to Chromatica or is she going like Love Me Land and she's just bought like a plot and is building on it maybe? (laughs) I believe it's going to be like um, an amusement park that's entirely Zara Larson themed. (laughs) It'll be a whole salmon restaurant. No, it is. It's going to be like (laughs) self-love salmon restaurant. (laughs) That's funny. That's really good. Um, but I could absolutely see a theme park kind of happening. Oh, guys, I just realised it could be an app, like Roller Coaster Tycoon, and it could be like the Zara Larson no. theme park app. Nope. 
note. I think she's going to green screen herself into like the chain to the rhythm music video yes. where it's a theme park. Um, and it'll all be Zara Larson themed. Or it could be like a virtual roller coaster because, you know, coronavirus, and it'll just be like a point of view going down a roller coaster. Yes. And you can Zara sit there Larson on a desk chair and like move around. Obsessed. Yes, absolutely. Here for that. Here for whatever. I'm very it is. excited. Just as long as Zara's back. Fresh music, we're here for it. Julia Michaels was very quick to, to comment on that post um, of Zara's and go, yes. So perhaps there could be some further Michaels, Tranter, Larson, and many K um, credits coming, which would be very ideal. I don't, I don't know that MNEK <laughs> has gone back to 10 Music Group after what oh, they yes, did to him. Very fair. Very reasonable. Uh, all right, that's his Zara Larson update. We'll keep you posted when we hear more. But at this stage, July 10, my, my quarter century birthday. We'll be hearing that. This is Pop Corner, a podcast by the kids at Project U. Album alert. Album alert. Album alert. Now, where are we at with our knowledge of Chloe and Halle? Um, this one. I know duo. that one of them is the Little Mermaid. Yes. Yes, that's to be honest, pretty much the extent of my knowledge as well. And that's I know how that I heard of them. Beyonce is heavily involved yes. in their careers and gives them a lot of notes. We we absolutely love this for them. Um, yeah, because they're signed to Parkwood, which is Beyonce's label um, with Columbia. Um, they opened for Beyonce and Jay Z. So yeah, there's a lot of Beyonce kind of involvement. Um, Are they twins? No, they're one's, one's 21, one's 20. Yeah, they're sisters. So they're, probably not twins then. One's about to turn 22 and one just turned 20. So about two years apart, therefore probably not twins unless they're that. Probably you know how you can not. get those twins that one's born like two years before the other and one just like so the, the egg kind of like I think, sits there? Oh, a point to my own I, stomach. I doubt, I doubt anyone's lucky enough to be one of those twins and mentored by Beyonce. So, probably not. <laughs> I knew a set of those twins. No, you didn't. I did. Did you really? Yes, at my primary school. I won't name I'm absolutely calling bullshit on that. Don't. Anyway, they put an album out and it's really good and the gays are gagging. A um, couple of really good tracks on there that I've had to listen to. Album's called Ungodly Hour. There's a focus track I'll show you in a second called Forgive Me, but this is a song called Tipsy, which is a heap of fun. I love the production on this as well. You can hear the Beyonce vibes. Yeah. Am I wrong in saying they started on YouTube? Not 100% sure, but that sounds potentially right. Um, I'll show you this song, Forgive Me, and then there's a track that Disclosure did the production on as well, which is kind of gorgeous. Um, so this is Forgive Me. There's a really cool video that goes with this one as well. Wikipedia says the sisters began their careers by appearing in minor acting roles in the films The Fighting Temptations in 2003 and Let It Shine in 2012. They then began posting music covers to YouTube, including a cover of Pretty Hurts by Beyonce, who later discovered the video and then signed them to her label. Wow. Ideal combination there. Such a Beyonce influence. And I love it. Absolutely. Um, we'll check out this one produced by Disclosure real quick as well. This is the title track on the record called Ungodly Hour. 
Disclosure going back to their earlier stuff, which I love. And chose a really good bit of the song to show. <laughs> yeah, check it out. It's like it's quite varied across the album, but it's really good. Um, some great producers on there. Ungodly Hour, it's Chloe and Halley's album, and it's damn good. Project Use Pop Quiz. All right. It's going to be fun. Time. It's time. We're Na- all going to have fun. Nathan, Nathan was scared about doing the pop quiz this week. Nothing of uh, note or comedy has occurred yeah. with the, the pop stars in the past fortnight. So um, it's really, it's not the most exciting pop quiz. Look, don't, under- do it anyway. don't underestimate yourself. Don't sell yourself short. Yeah, don't show yourself short. Let, do it and then we'll judge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, on the note of that weird way that you said that, I'm going to start with the <laughs> question about Cher. Oh, yes, okay. So, how many butterfly emojis appeared in Cher's No Bullying Zone tweet? <laughs> oh, I'm going to guess seven. Nick? Um, what was the tweet? Did it just say No Bullying? It said No Bullying Zone. No bullying zone. Okay, yep. Okay, yes, I do and remember this one. A lot of emojis in the tweet, but yep. how many specifically were butterflies? Well, I'm gonna say, I'm just gonna say three. I'm gonna take a more conservative estimate. Nick, you are spot on. It was three. Yes. And most Leave of the, the and most of the emojis were like the birthday cake emoji. <laughs> she loves the birthday diamonds. cake emoji. Yes. Um, all right. That's a, great, that's a great question. I don't know why you're underestimating your quizness. You're doing well. All right, question two. Okay. Which two songs did Katy Perry sing to graduates on YouTube's Dear Class of 2020 <laughs> stream? Was it Daisies and Firework, Daisies and Raw, or Daisies and Small Talk? <laughs> oh, I'm going to take a guess. Talking to graduates of 2020, um, you want to do, like, empowerment. So it could be either Raw or Firework. I'm going to go with Firework. I want And Daisies. You know I want it to be Small Talk, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Still one of the great live performances of our generation is when Katie did Small Talk in a bathroom. That was so good. No, that was never really over, wasn't it? No, she did small talk in the bathroom. I think she may have done both. She's never really over in the... Small talk in the bathroom was really great. I'm going to go with raw... You said firework, didn't you, Grace? So, daisies and firework. I'm going to say daisies, get that promo, and raw, because that's definitely the more empowering one of the two, I think. She performed firework and firework. So, that's great. Yes! Good for you. One all. All right, now... Two all. One all. One all. I don't know. Are you doing Have double all. points? This is a game of basketball. <laughs> Sports knowledge. What an odd reference. Okay, so when I scrolled through the Daily Mail looking for content, which of the following albums did not appear in their deeply strange latest <laughs> album releases section? <laughs> Was it the Fifty Shades Freed soundtrack, <laughs> the Rolling Stones On Air, or BTS Map of the Soul 7? <laughs> Which did not appear in the latest album releases section. Can you repeat those, please? <laughs> they were very varied. The Fifty Shades Freed soundtrack, 
The Rolling Stones On Air or BTS Map of the Soul 7? I'm gonna guess BTS. Seems too relevant for them. <laughs> I like the idea of Fifty Shades Freed being included in the latest album section. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna go Fifty Shades Freed. I don't think they would have featured that one. Well, it sure was there. It was BTS that wasn't. What? Oh, it has to be a correct sound. Grace did get that one right. Hang on, so when was the latest albums from? Two of them I'd never heard of. One of them was Rolling Stones. One of them was Fifty Shades. One of them was Foy Vance, who I always read as Vance Joy. Yep. Um, Is he still rolling around? Is he Foy Vance? It was his Live in London album that they included. Oh, Which, I don't um, care. As you know, it's wonderful. That's the worst thing right. I could ever hear. Live in London by Foy Vance. It's the worst set of words to go in succession I've ever heard, I think. <laughs> Dance Monkey is currently number one on a Billboard chart, but <gasps> you need to tell me which chart. Is it adult pop songs, alternative digital song sales, on-demand streaming songs, or Mexico popular airplay? <laughs> Ooh. They're making them up now, aren't they? None of those needs to be there. Adult pop songs, alternative digital song sales, on-demand streaming songs, or Mexico popular airplay. I'm actually going to go Mexico popular airplay. Because right. I feel like it's probably not top of digital streams anymore. I'm going to say, now I not, I will preface this with saying I saw something about this. Um, in a popular Australian website saying, Tones and I has topped a brand new Billboard chart and the inaugural top E of the chart, I believe. What? Um, well, that's what, the, that's what the industry observer or some shit said. Um, I think it's the um, alternative songs one. The second one you said. I think it's that. You the- are correct. Yes! What was How it? How on earth is that an alternative song? <laughs> How? It's a good point. How? Very pop. Very pop. Anyway. What's topping the Mexican airplay charts? Is it X um, by the Jonas Brothers and Carol J? I don't don't know. I don't remember. Uh, Is that the quiz or is there another question? There's another question. What's the scores? We're two apiece. Two all. So. Good. Um, Final question. If... It's, I, I don't know, if someone will even win, maybe we can both get it wrong. Let's see what happens, because I'm an excellent host. <laughs> Robbie Williams. He just bought his phone in how many years? Was it 17? Oh, it's been 14, a... 11, or You left seven? a word out. You said he just bought his phone in how many years? I said his first phone in no, how many years? No, you didn't say first. No, you didn't say that. Bra- oh, it's been a while. Having a brain he's bleed. been like... Yeah, he's been one of those artist who's been like, I don't have a phone. I let my assistant deal with everything. I'm going to say 14 years. This song? What is Rude this song? Box. Oh, that was it. Of all the songs, oh my god, that was a, that was a dud. I had Rock um, DJ sitting next to me. I had Party Like a Russian sitting next to me, his most recent hit. And of course I chose Rude Box. I've never heard this song before. Shake your roof box. Shake your roof box. My mom was a fan, so... Yeah, both my parents are big Robbie Williams. 
Robbie Williams fan. Um, can you repeat the... was not well received. It was... Was it 7, 11, 14 or 17? 11, 14 or 7, 11, 14 or 17. Oh, it just reminds me of this okay, stupid 14. game we played at my friend's place the other night where it was a game about numbers and you had to get up to 21, but then every time that you... Every time you got to 21... If you were the one land- that 21 landed on, you had to change a rule about one of the numbers. So, like, you could oh. turn two into seven or something, and it just did my head in. And I'd had I a- thought you were describing blackjack for a minute. <laughs> no, it was called... I don't know what it's called. Um, anyway, it did my head in. I had a headache the next day, not from alcohol consumption, but from just not understanding the numbers game. Anyway, I'm going to guess he hasn't had a phone in 17 years. I reckon he's been a long-term phone-free character. Well, he got rid of his phone in 2006, so the winner is Grace. Yes! That was a great pop quiz, Nathan. Thank you so much. I know. You definitely shouldn't have underestimated yourself because it was fantastic work. Well, it took a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, Robbie's... Uh, did you... Did have either of you ever heard Bad Sharon by Robbie Williams off his latest album? No. It's a song called Bad Sharon. No. Not familiar with that one. Bad Sharon from the office. Nick the champagne. Let's get off it. Just Great lyrics. Grab Bad Sharon from the office. Nick some champagne. Let's get off it. It's his Christmas song. Is it, I was going to say, it's a Christmas song, isn't it? It's a it? song about, about like having... an office Christmas party. And an affair That's at said awful. Christmas party. Robbie! Oh, it's like love, actually. Oh, we absolutely can't help but stand. Uh, that is Project U's popular pop corner for another week done and dusted. Thanks for your attendance in the corner. Um, tweet your thoughts directly or to at projectu.tv. Um, and we'll catch you next week for another wonderful show. I'll be much more zen next week because I'm going off the grid. Um, Grace has a brand new house to live in. So moving. it might even be more echoey than normal. Um, oh, yeah, because it's much bigger. Yeah, great. That'll be good. Not to brag, but... And, you know, we'll catch you then. It'll be good. Nathan will watch Rocket Man another 15 times. Someone please make a TikTok dance to this song. <laughs> oh my god, yes, please.